more Fat You on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined in the mansion, live and in living color. In living color. Thank you. I was uh, hoping. I knew you got that reference too, but you said it. You sang it. We are joined by the one, the only, the king of non-social media, hashtag no hashtag, the king of social distancing. Darn right, yes. Wearing an old bay mask himself, and uh, this is C.M. Funk, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing fine, gentlemen. Thank you, as always, for allowing me to partake in these uh, wonderful discussions. And Absolutely. And, uh, just uh, real quick, uh, uh, the face mask uh, for everybody that's wondering, it is an Old Bay face mask, and when you drink through it, it uh, actually tastes like uh, Old Bay. So that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. McCormick's hit me up in case you want a piece of that licensing. <laughs> a piece of it. That's right. That's not on uh, WrestlingTees.com, ProWrestlingTees.com? Th- th- that is not. No, okay. No. <laughs> I think uh, everything that, else is. That's uh, Route 1 Apparel, which is located right over in Towson or now Cromwell Bridge Road. Uh, please hit them up on their uh, website. How much did you get for that plug? I, I got nothing. <laughs> I bought a mask, and now I'm plugging it. Okay, so, uh, so it actually cost you it did. money to plug <laughs> them. There you go. Yeah. And uh, Big Ugly, episode 85. We are going into our fifth overall year. This is yep. year four into year five, man. Are you excited? I am, man. Man, it's been, I, time's just been flying. Really? Yeah. We, we've, there's been a lot that's happened in the world, but it feels like it could be just yesterday that we were just talking so, about me going to WrestleMania in right. uh, Texas or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it, yeah. That was it, yeah, right? That there. was it. Mm. And then you came back, and that was our first episode. That was. A two-parter. That was. Yeah. It was so big, wow. it was in two parts. Yeah. Man. And we've had a lot of great guests over the years. And uh, today we may have a couple of special guests, but I think this might just be the three of us. This is a triple threat today, man, because uh, it's the end of the summer, 2020. It's been a crazy year, crazy. Uh, I want to shout out to Jam and Jason. He couldn't be with us tonight, but he is always listening. He is always watching, and uh, we appreciate Jam and Jason for everything he does, and thank you to his family. Got the, uh, got the kids going off to college and everything, man. Just awesome, awesome stuff. All right. So we started talking offline, as we usually do. And CM Funk, you saw some stuff today. Now, where did you see it? In the newspaper? Do they still even do that with COVID out there? Uh, uh, carrier pigeons. Bring carrier pigeons. Yeah, they bring me the dirt sheet every uh, every week. So. Is that the Miz and Morrison? That's uh, the dirt yeah, sheet? Could be. Could okay. Be. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So... Uh, I, I saw a few things today, so let's start with you. What did you see? Because there's a lot going on in the world and the world of professional wrestling. We're going to get to a lot of it, and uh, go for it. All right, so guys, like Big Ugly, I, I, you kind of looked at it, at us a little sideways, and we were like, oh, you got some news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually I'm on top of the so, news, and so I have not heard anything. Has anybody else heard about Renee Young? Yes. Okay, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. one yeah. on my list. Yeah. All right, that that yeah. one that, that that one for me is the big one this week and all that. Guys. So, explain to our listeners uh, the hundred and the thousands that there are, which we appreciate. Big ugly yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and everywhere else. Explain what's going on because it, just like SummerSlam, we 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 should have seen it coming. That's a, what the hell kind of tagline is that? But anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, uh, rumor and innuendo, as uh, some of our fellow podcasters like to say, mm. uh, Renee Young's contract is up very shortly, like right after SummerSlam, and uh, she's going to be uh, adios, no longer with the WWE. Yeah, so, and she's uh, been there for ex- all the way through NXT and all the way yeah. through, I mean, 10, 15 years, long time. Yeah, yeah, probably about 10 years, yeah. Yeah. 
And she was the first uh, full-time Raw commentator, even though she didn't want to do it, and she probably didn't do too well at it from what we remember. Yeah. Um, she was a great backstage interviewer. She was a great news person. Um, and she still is. I mean, but uh, you think... She, she is married to uh, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now known as his actual, you know, pretty name, John Moxley. Do you think she'll go over to AEW? I'll be honest, I don't think that's going to happen. At least really? Not, not right off the bat. I mean, you figure first off there'll be a 90-day no-complete no complete clause. No-complete. Yeah, no... Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. could be right, too. Uh, but I, I think she's got some other, uh, you know, fires in the kitchen, as it were. So, uh, I like what you did there, yeah, because she's doing cookbooks now. Yeah, how about that, huh? That was, yeah, uh, yeah. That was not coincidental. Yeah, so uh, she's got the cookbook, and then I, I, you know, ESPN's been a rumor out there. And, uh, yeah. of course, I'm sure she's got friends at uh, Fox Sports after the uh, SmackDown. I'm uh, sure. Or the uh, backstage. Backstage didn't do very well, but she did good at it. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing. I think that I think she's going to try and go mainstream. Uh, I think she's going to try and get out of wrestling, going do what Coach did. And, uh, yeah, uh, and yep. he did. He's doing a great job. I mean, Coach is uh, out there doing his thing. Charlie Caruso is a part timer at ESPN, so that that's kind of what her she's is doing. Co- is Coach still at WWE? I haven't seen him. Coach is more behind the scenes, from what I understand. I don't think he's been uh, terminated, let go, or you know, future endeavored at this point. But he hasn't been on television for a while. Right. Um, Renee Young was on television once through via satellite, and it was after uh, her bout with COVID because she is a COVID survivor. Yeah. Um, I guess we can call it that at this point, John. Um, but I, I do love Renee Young. I think she's very talented. She's going to land on her feet wherever she goes, and so that's that's what you saw. Uh, that, um, was, that, was, that was mine. That, that was, was a mine. good one. Breaking news. Um, that that was that's that's breaking. That's that's very breaking. Um, the other one that uh, this one is, I think I just I think I just found out about this today, but I think I found out more information about it today. Uh, by the way, shout out to uh, El Segundo Brewing, Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA, and uh, where we can get it on the internet there, Big Ugly, because uh, you you just fell in love with it. Yeah. And so now we just get it shipped to us. Yep. That's, that's what uh, That's literally the only thing we can do. I mean, <laughs> we can go to New Jersey or wherever else, but, uh, you know, getting it shipped is good. So, so you know, speaking of New Jersey, sorry, just, uh, you know, yeah. you know how we like yeah. tangent here. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about the whole pandemic thing. Like, I always used to quarantine myself for two weeks after I came back from New Jersey before the pandemic. <laughs> so, Why well, was I drinking when yeah. you said that? Sorry. <laughs> I almost spit it out. Please, go back. Uh, I mean, you know, I've done Wildwood, Atlantic City, whatever, but I understand. Um, all right. Sonia DeVille. So, I was, uh, you, you might have been up on this one. This was a more newsworthy as far as recently, not just today. But... Uh, she was attempted to be kidnapped. Like, this is legit. I, everything I see with a professional wrestler, I always think it's an automatic storyline because you never know. But she legitimately was kidnapped by some internet stalker. Uh, well, tried to be kidnapped. She was not kidnapped. She escaped. And coincidentally, she just happened to be hanging out with her ultimate rival at this point in time, Mandy Rose. Um, and they both escaped. And now this guy's in jail, apparently, which is good. So, what did you, did you got, you saw this Big Ugly? I did see it. Uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. what the heck? Right, yeah. And if, the funny thing is, I, I guess when, when I thought of it, and I'm like, why would, why Sonya Deville? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, really? yeah. 
Uh, what do you mean by that? I guess it's, oh, because she, she's not into men. Uh, well, right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Because yeah. there's a guy. That yeah, was yeah, yeah was a guy that was like trying to kidnap her. Yeah, right, right. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Out of all of the wrestling, he was <laughs> obsessed with the th- one woman he really couldn't. He couldn't have. have exactly. <laughs> really have no interest in. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So I mean, you know, uh, did, you saw this, and then obviously. We're, we're going to talk about SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver. We're going to talk about uh, some new things going on in WWE. But that right now, the, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that that's all over the story. But those two, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, were getting in a very heated storyline, which is really good for both of them. Mandy Rose has already cut off half of her hair um, for this storyline. And now they're going in a hair versus hair match, which we haven't seen in quite a while. Uh, Edge versus Kurt Angle. And then they had that uh, the, uh, the, the wig gimmick for a while and everything. I mean, they, these two were having a pretty good storyline. I, I mean, did you see any of the storyline? Any of the pre, uh, previous wrestling couple weeks, uh, Big Ugly? Uh, some of it, not as much, because they're on SmackDown. Sure, I, don't, I, I don't typically see SmackDown much, but some of it. But these two are now like actually having a a, a, a legitimate, mm-hmm. solid storyline. Do you think that this kidnapping story, which is all over mainstream media, it's a work, bro, is gonna? That's what I always thought. <laughs> but is it gonna have an effect on this actual upcoming match at this major pay per view? Do you think that they're gonna te- tease it at all, or just go on like it never happened? No, I think I think it'll happen. No, I mean if they go on with the storyline like this kidnapping thing never happened. Oh yeah, like, I just. I, yeah, you mean like, yeah. leave all together? Yeah, no, I, I think they'll leave it out. Okay. Yeah, You're I think right. I think it was like too too real too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Vince doesn't seem to have anything that he won't use. That's what I'm asking. On TV. That's what I mean. But um, I don't know because I mean it's one of those things where it's like, do you want to bring this up and encourage other people to, you know what I'm saying, to yeah, do stuff like you, this? You don't want to glamorize it at all. So. Exactly. I think, exactly. They'll, I think they'll leave it alone. It's such a serious thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess uh, SummerSlam coming up for those of you listening, whenever you're listening, and we appreciate you because everybody's going through the archives and listening at all different times. Uh, SummerSlam is coming up this weekend. NXT TakeOver is coming up this weekend. AEW is going to have a Saturday night event because of the NBA Finals. Yeah, um, I think it's head up against NXT because AEW is not scared to take... uh, well, actually, competition. The, but the, the NBA playoffs actually were on last night and weren't or not. No, I understand that. <laughs> it's just a it's a it's a nice coincidence that it just yeah. happens that when they like to reschedule the event, it's actually going head up against NXT Takeover Live. True. So, um, so we're going to talk about a lot of things here tonight. We're going to have a couple of segments, and then we're going to come and we're going to finish it off with uh, Big Ugly's new Hall of Fame segment. <laughs> and uh, Jam and Jason uh, threw in a couple of... That. Yeah. That's right. We're having a lot of fun with that. And Jam and Jason was throwing in some Hall of Fame matches, so I had some to throw out to you guys just to uh, you know, just talk about. But I'm going to say the one word that uh, WWE, they've used attitude before. You know, they've used a lot of different words. Now the word is Thunderdome. All right. Um, okay, there was a grunt through the old bay mask. And uh, I think, Big Ugly, you might have heard this term in the last couple of days. Yeah, Thunderdome, it, that's a real place? Oh, it's going to be. It's they're, uh, they're, they're turning the Amway Center in Orlando into the Thunderdome. Oh! WWE is going to do their show, uh, SummerSlam from there. Got it's, you. Yeah. See, this whole time, I'm, think, I'm thinking it was a real state, like a stadium oh, named yeah. Thunderdome. It could I, be now. But, yeah. but this is like their, their turn. That's all they could come up with? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, they, yeah they, they went back yeah. to the 80s and brought yeah. the bar really match. really did. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it just, yeah. So I don't have we don't have enough time on the podcast to go over all of the um, 
the 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 restrictions that go along with this Thunderdome thing. I don't know if you saw it, uh, CM Punk, but uh, I don't know if the carrier pigeon. I think you would need about ten of them to carry this scroll around. They're going to have a virtual audience. Yes. Yes. So, so like the NBA. Right. So yes. the NBA has done this. Um, uh, some other outlets like America's Got Talent and uh, yeah. some of these other live shows. How they, do you get in the audience? Okay. So. Uh, CM Funk is pulling it up now. Here's a little video of Thunderdome as it's being set up. Okay. so It's it's uh, pretty sweet looking there. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. So as Big Ugly is uh, being shown right now, the the teaser video for the Thunderdome. So as as, uh, CM Funk mentioned, the Amway Center, which is Orlando's major arena, where they would be having Raw and SmackDown and maybe even events like SummerSlam anyway, uh, is they, they can't have any other events and there's no physical fans that can come in. But they are redressing the entire arena with multiple uh, drones and strobe lights and pyro and virtual screens everywhere so that um, they will have the feel. And they're still going to pump in crowd noise probably because there's no way to, to generate audio from all these people with this. this uh, but anyway... Um, it's, it's going to feel like, I mean, they're doing the entire arena. Sometimes you just get the LED boards that go around the ring and around the middle, and then you get the set the stage, which always looks the same. It's literally the entire arena that's going to be a show. Uh, it's going to sound interesting. It's going to look interesting. And they're going to do major pay-per-views. And also, that, that's another thing I want to talk about, but uh, major pay-per-views are all on SmackDown from there. And they're going to continue to do NXT live and NXT takeovers from... Not even the performance center. They've gone back to full sale, I think. And you're using the arena inside of full sale. So, you grunted uh, or, or uh, hex- hexed a little bit when you when I said Thunderdome. You're like, eh. Uh, the, the, the name part, like, just bug, the name. bugs me. Yeah, I'm interested to see the concept. I think it's something new and different and all. I mean, yeah, the NBA is doing something similar to it and yeah. all. But, uh, you know, WWE, I think, will be grander, I would yeah. imagine, just because of who they are. So, uh, but, yeah, interesting. And, and tons... For the people that are the fans that are going to be on the screens, tons of rules are in effect. Yeah, like got to you got to be careful. Uh, you can't do any political statements. You can't have any third third party uh, like signs or T-shirts or anything. So like, you got to stay so, in the shot for X amount of time, or, or you'll just only, get disconnected. Only you are allowed to be in the the shot at any one time. If you signed up, it should only be you in it. Right. They don't want you using any other. Um, uh, internet capable, um, you know, devices and all while you're at all born because they don't want to mess up the feed. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a lot going wow. into this. Okay. And you have to be 18 years old to sign up. So you got is it you got to pay or? So as of right now, there's no charge. It's basically and uh, about it. Okay. CM Funk is uh, now showing you. There's it's basically you go for a registration process and you're gonna basically. Oh yeah. You know just. Go, go through the registration process and sign up. Now, they're probably going to have a lot of people doing this, so there's going to be like a virtual wait list. And then through a three-hour show, they might tick off to one or the other, whatever the thing may be. you got to be 18 years old to register for this. Yeah. So the WWE that has been pandering to kids ever since the Attitude Era has ended are going to have no kids in the audience. Do you, do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. It's... So does that affect... We'll go back to the Thunderdome, but does that affect the quality of the product? Because obviously kids should be watching the product on the network and, you know, from home. But they just can't, they cannot be in the virtual audience. How do you guys feel about that? Like, if you, I mean, no kids. Um, 
especially with the amount of technology that these kids know today. I mean, when these kids are five years old and they got more devices than I do, like as far as they know what to do with them. Well, I guess I guess it's because I mean, you know, you are giving them a lot of terms and conditions, and yeah. you can't really hold kids to you know that kind of binding, almost like contract that you're giving them. Um, and so I guess it got to go this route. I don't think it affects anything as far as their viewership and being kid friendly on the show. How about the content? Because the content, some of it's been getting a little edgy. You know, edgier, yeah. I should say. I mean, say. I feel like they've been getting a little edgy for like the past two years, though. You know? They're, they're kind of stepping up. Now yeah, they've definitely stepped away from straight PG era. Yeah. I don't know what we're in, but. <laughs> it's not NC 17, it's not R. Right. It's not quite Attitude Era. It's but. it's CVD, the COVID era. That's that's what it is. Um, because now I, I'm interested to see this too. And there's uh, from now on they'll have pay per views, Raw, SmackDown from, you know, for the foreseeable future from the Thunderdome, from the Amway Arena. Now also, this uh, this Thunderdome thing. What I, I don't know where I was going. Oh yeah, so SummerSlam is this upcoming Sunday from what we're talking about. Seven days later. I'm sorry for tapping on the table. WWE Payback, which is another themed pay-per-view. Seven days later. Why? I was wondering the same thing. I can't, I can't figure it out. Why? I, I would think that whatever fallout's going to happen from SummerSlam must play into whatever their plans are for Payback, like like where it needs to have a quick turnaround for the storyline. At least that's what I'm hoping I, for. Or do they plan on cutting another pay-per-view or something? Is that... Like, I don't know. I mean, normally they they've been doing one a month, at least the major ones. Now, this is this is ridiculous. This is way too much. And maybe it's just something they're just going to try to see, you know, if it gets interest, fan interest. I don't know. Only other thing I was thinking is instead of making SummerSlam two two nights back to back like they did with WrestleMania, this is like their SummerSlam two, you know, because this this card and we'll go through it in just a minute. It's relatively short for a SummerSlam. You know, it's it's gonna be done in two two and a half hours. It, you know, if if the matches don't go very long, because it's it's not a big card, honestly. But that that might be what I'm thinking. But that's a major pay per view. I mean, that gives like six or six or seven days to build up for that. So I don't know. That's just real quick. But anyway, that's just a pet peeve. <laughs> um, so yeah, and we talk about being edgy. So have you seen Raw Underground, Big Ugly? The third hour overall, where they go into a undisclosed part of the performance center and yes. have Flight Club style. Um, I actually enjoyed it. I think it's a good change. Uh, talk think, about it a little bit. I think it's pretty cool. I think combining the wrestling, like the work wrestling, with like a work MMA style of fighting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no ropes. Pretty cool. Um, I will say that I wish they had Mauro Ronaldo announced instead of Shaming Man. Aha! I think that'd be pretty. Pretty good, um, but yeah, it's been. I, I, I've enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. What about? Um, did you see the first week when it was the <clears throat> debut? Yes. Okay, and then the next week it seemed a little more handcuffed, a little more scripted. You know, like I said, it's like they're working out the kinks. Obviously, yeah, this is definitely, new. Definitely. So, but I liked the the uncertainty of the first week and grittiness and not knowing yeah. what was coming next. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't. I didn't like like say when Dolph Ziggler got in there and had a storyline fight with yeah, you know, something like that. I'm always a big fan of that. But I like to see people that we don't necessarily normally see on TV get a chance to shine and then just let them go out and just you know chain wrestle a little bit and yeah. just shoot. You know, why not? 
Where's it going? I and think, that, that's, I think yeah. that's my biggest question. Where's it going? Yeah, see, my 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 problem with it is like, all right. So you know the you know the handful of wrestlers that are shoot fighters to begin with. You know, you've got your MMA you know experienced people like your Shayna Baszler's and um, you know and her group and, and things like that. But like after that, like I mean, what do you do? Like you you where right? Where does it go from there? Because you know. Unless you get some other wrestlers that are that know how to shoot somewhat, and mm-hmm. we just aren't aware of it, which I'm sure is the case. I mean, it's only so far they can go before you're just having the same matches over and over again. You know, exactly. And and and, and what can be the payoff? I mean, so far it just seems to be just moving along. I mean, they're having little tiny stories in between, but it's like, where you know, not where does it go? Where does it pay off? And then what happens next? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have a yeah. one match of a pay per view that's shot in the underground in uh you know in in film form like they would, you know I don't know. And I don't know if I missed this, but like, what's the ranking? Is there a championship? Right. How do you qualify? Like I mean, because it's just like the first week you saw the Hurt Business was there this past Monday, like they weren't there. Like you know, do wrestlers just come in and out? Yeah. It, just yeah, random. They definitely got to yeah. They've got to break down the purpose. And you know what, what's being accomplished here? Yeah, yeah, it's got to have some structure. It can't exactly. just be just randomness. Yeah. constantly. Is it is it literally <laughs> just Fight Club? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, like, you know. Which I do uh, love Fight Club. It is a fantastic yeah. movie. And I mean, yeah, if they wanted to do a riff on Fight Club, I'm I'm all for it. I like, think it would. Pro- problem is, is like we're all sitting here talking about it. We all know what the first rule of Fight Club is. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's and, and we're breaking it. Right. So I mean, so it, it's it's different. Um, it, it could go somewhere or it could, you know, it could start to get over and then Vince will kill it. I mean, it, or it could just, it, it could just, you know, saturate I, into something like the old, like the new version of ECW did, which died. So I, I don't I, know. I don't know if it's going to die anytime soon. Other little rumor and innuendo I heard was, rumor was that, uh, Shane O'Mac may be taking over, um, as the, the head of Raw. Yeah. So Bruce Pritchard's not doing both jobs, which is way too much work. It is way too man, much work. So. Um, Especially so, now with this new Thunderdome production, I mean that's like a hundred times you know more challenging, I'm sure. Right, and then with Raw Underground already being one of Shane O'Mac's pet projects, you know, who kind of if he took over Raw, then it's not going anywhere. Anytime. I think it's by time it's it's past time for them to let Triple H take over one of the main shows, yeah, and let somebody else handle NXT. <laughs> Because I'm sure he's not, uh, you know, he's got to be grooming somebody down there, you know, or has groomed somebody over time, so somebody yeah. could do it. Because, I, I mean, I feel like NXT is a proven ground, right? Like, he's proven that right. he can run a good quality wrestling show. It's, and there's no reason, especially in this time where, you know, wrestling is at an all-time low, given, like, you know, no audience attendance mm-hmm. and all that, you need the best you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Amen. I would love to see Triple H. Now... It, interestingly enough, and we'll get into uh, you know NXT in a minute and NXT Takeover in that card, but it's and that, that that's pretty intriguing too. What, what's going on with NXT? I kind of like how, where it's happening. However, there was another one that I saw today. This might be the other room in innuendo from one of our local guys, Mr. Patrick Clark. I have no problem with him personally, but apparently uh, he was something on reddit something uh that, that was a possible something that he did by and uh, naked pictures and young fans and stuff like that some reason why he was off tv for the past couple of months but he has been back on no, tv uh, so no, triple h actually debunked that he he got into a car accident they did an interview uh, uh, the journalist asked him 
you know, because Patrick Clark, like you said, he was in trouble for, yeah. you know, uh, he's been accused. Right. He's never been brought up on anything, no charges Good. of sending That's uh, what I'm pictures to underage um, individuals. Yeah. And Triple H said, no, he actually just got into a car accident, so he was injured for that period of time. Okay. He's, Triple H said that they investigated, they come up with nothing, and that's why he still is continuing to wrestle. Right back on TV, yeah. yeah. And then, because uh, his character is very racy, very uh, suggestive. So it's like Prince. It's very it, much it, like it's, Prince. It's, it's riffed off of Prince, is yeah. what he said. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have no problem with Prince. that. Old school Prince, yeah. Yeah, old yeah. school Prince, right. Does, yeah. Not any, the artist formerly known as. Has anybody had trouble watching Velveteen Dream matches since he's been back, though, with all of the, uh, you know, allegations that are out there and everything? Like, I've had trouble, and, and maybe I've... I don't know if I've soured on him. I don't know if the time away just kind of took away his momentum as well. But, like, I'm not into the character as much as, as I was originally. I, I really do believe it just, you know, if he took time away and, and let the character die off a little bit, it lost momentum. It's, at least for me. I mean, I, I believe... I think it's happened twice now, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because he had a legitimate back injury. Right. He did. Which was the first... Uh, long time yeah. you know, period that he was away. So yeah. and then recently. But. I mean, he's definitely a good hand in the ring. There's no no issue with that. But I I loved what he was doing with the character as he kept building and building, and then it just it, it, you know things happened unfortunately. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I'll still I'll be we're gonna watch him because he's gonna be in main event stuff, at least at least at this point. So yeah. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I just found out about those rumors like the other day, so I haven't been affected. But I mean, I do definitely feel like I'm, I'm not as hyped on. And you remember, like, yeah. Velveteen was like my guy. I haven't been. Oh as man, hyped we were on calling him, him to be a surprise entrant in the Rumble yeah, and win it yeah. and all this other stuff. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, CM Funk called it. Uh, had to be like a year or two ago, and was like he's destined for the mid card. And <laughs> just the way we're talking about him, it is it is hitting Seems that like, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a, a hand to yeah. help out, and he's going to end up on the mid card. Yeah. So unfortunate. Damn shame. Um, so. You know, like I said, we, we, we got together about a month ago and we were talking about some stuff, and now there's just so much going on. Um, let's uh, let's go back a step, because we were talking about Raw and SmackDown, and we were talking about things that are different on those shows. Let's talk about Retribution for a minute. Let's not. Um, let's, <laughs> I mean, is it the band of ninjas that's flying around with the 24-7 title, or is it Retribution, or is it the same group? Because they're wearing the same clothes, just wearing a mask on top of it. The other one, actually, they're all wearing masks. The ninjas and the, the retribution. All right. So, for those of you who may not know what retribution is, there is a, a group running around You're Raw lucky. SmackDown. You're very lucky if you don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. they're, they're messing with the lighting. They're messing with the camera angles. They're messing with the video feed. They're, they're coming in the ring. They're taking chainsaws. They're ripping up ropes. Um, they are uh, attacking crew members. But they're doing it in a way that seems like a drunk college fraternity, if I if I want to put it that way. So let me ask a question. I, 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 let you, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me ask a question. What makes this? When we think about NWO, did something similar. Yeah. It was well received. Right. Nexus did something similar, well received. Yes. Why is this one not being well received? Uh, CM Funk's got an answer, Ooh. and then I do yeah. too. Okay. He's All raising right. his hand. So. NWO, we didn't know anything about it when it happened. Now, granted, different times, didn't have all the internet, you know, all that stuff. Nexus didn't know anything about it happened in the way that it ended up happening. We knew what Nexus was because they were all NXT stars at the time or whatever and all, but we didn't know it was going to come down to what it is. Retribution, WWE 
made an announcement before the Raw that they were supposed to debut about, oh, Raw's getting invaded tonight, and all, like, how stupid is that? Like, I, that I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it took all of, for me, it took everything out of it. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. Like, if it would have been a shock and a surprise, fantastic. But to actually announce it, like, Raw, like, WWE knew about it. Well, why didn't you do something? Why, right, why didn't you right. stop him? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, so for me, I was done. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm out. I don't care. Ah, ah, ah. So, and uh, as we're watching NXT from this past week on the television, the Johnny Gargano match, apparently uh, there is uh, a spot where he spikes himself. No, the uh, other guy spiked him. Or, um, well, like, well, yeah, he did it. And then Johnny Gargano, like, uh, got, uh, you know, I think it was on his head, right? Yeah. And then... Uh, just kept going. I think they talked about it briefly, but they, they just went on with the match, and Johnny Don, Johnny lost anyway. But just a ma- nasty, nasty fall. I don't think it's happened yet from what we're watching to it. But uh, So I was going to say, so at this point we're retribution. Yeah, retribution. Does it, does it even matter when they're revealed? Like, is there anybody that can be revealed and be like, oh, man, this was great. This, nope. this is done. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it's got to be a group of, Mid-carters or people that haven't been on the show too it's, often, and they're just pulling pranks. Like this is all they're doing. Like they've gotten really bored during the quarantine, and they're tired of standing out in the crowd, like wearing masks and cheering for people. So that's what they're doing. I so I got two things. Two One, things. It's a ripoff of the whole Antifa um, thing. You know, Antifa with, with all black hoodies out there just causing chaos. You know, well chaos. Those are air quotes for people that can't see them. Air quotes. It, it's that kind of thing. I think it's, you know, Vince's take on, you know, what's going on in the world today. Right. And, you know, he always puts a spin on it where it's kind of screwball comedy. And then the second thing, apparently one of them got unmasked um, from, I don't know if it was from Raw or from uh, SmackDown last week, and it was the girl that just lost to um, Dakota Kai on NXT mm. this past uh, Wednesday. Mm. So, is the new girl. It's just going to be performance center people that nobody knows. Okay. That's what I'm saying. People that have been standing in the crowd, yeah. like students or, you know, whatever. So at this point, do you do you think that they give them a message? Or do you think that they just end this, make it go away? I think they get punished like frat people would, you know, get suspended or expelled. I think that... At some point, they take a payoff where the mid-carters of actual Raw or SmackDown band together, the people that don't have anything else to do, and they're the ones that actually go hunting retribution, catch them, unmask them, you know, spank them, whatever they're going to do, and then it's over. Somebody somebody hire the Hurt Business and let them do it. Right. But I like the Hurt Business business in the main event. So I don't want to see them, even though if they take out 20 people, it's awesome. MVP's the only one that's actually been talking about the retribution thing. I know, because he's like, pissed I, off because they're messing with his matches. Right, it's it's fantastic. Like Nobody else is mentioning him, but he so, is. If I'm not mistaken, so the first time that retribution came around, I think they came at the end of the show, right? And they destroyed the set. Am right. I correct? Uh, no, no, the, like, first no week, the first time... They were out in the parking lot, and they threw a Molotov cocktail at the Transformer. Right, right. And then, what? okay, because I feel like this last Raw, when they invaded... They came somewhere in like the middle of the show. And then after they were gone... Didn't see him again. You didn't see him again, right. and the show went on. Yeah. And to me, that takes the threat away from them. Because right. it's just like... like it, it's like, all right, they're destroying stuff. We'll just wait and let let them throw this tantrum. <laughs> and then we'll go back out That's there. That's we'll why I'm saying... And it's just like... 
this is going to be this is going to be some just a small time. It, the, the payoff isn't going to be. It's some kind of mid card thing, and it's just there to have us talking about it like this. It can't be anything because no, if they were and that's annoying. Have you heard talking. them right. talking though? They're like, yeah, we're going to beat you up. It's like really juvenile talk yeah. when you can hear them. And what they're doing is like they're they're doing really nasty stuff. Like they're breaking glass windows and blowing up cars and you know, but they're talking like fifth graders, you know what I'm saying? They're running around like kids. Look, yeah. Baron Corbin threw two people off a roof and did nothing happened to him. <laughs> Damn nothing right. happened to retribution either. Right. I love Baron there, Corbin. There will be no retribution for retribution. I, so, uh, since you mentioned that, I so, love uh, Baron. You know yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I love Baron Corbin's um, King's Ransom, where he's offered money for somebody to take out. Help me out here. Who was it? Take somebody out. Oh, uh, uh, Bo, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. No, I love the idea. I don't think it's getting enough play. But go ahead, Big Ugly. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, he said retribution twice, and it made me think about a pet peeve. You had a pet peeve earlier. My pet peeve is when MVP says that the Hurt Business is open for business. He's got, <laughs> he's got to find another word. I love that it. second business. I, I heard him do that, and it did bother me <laughs> yeah. because it was, it was yeah. he shouldn't have said it yeah. twice. I, I mentioned this to uh, to Dirty Mike um, uh, a couple weeks ago. I said they really they 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 missed it, man. The Hurt Business. They should have been the Hurt Foundation to go off the, the Hurt, Hurt Foundation, the Hurt Foundation, you know, the Hurt Foundation, and it would have made sense. And then you could say the Hurt Foundation is open for business, yeah. and it would be okay. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, it could have been a Hurt Company. It, whatever. Anything. Yeah, right. yeah. They've been a Hurt Business long enough now. That's, uh, but I do like the idea. And, and interesting, I'm saying something that I like with Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and MVP. I never thought In I'd be 2020. saying that. In 2020. In <laughs> 2020. This is 10 years ago that this would have been relevant for all three of these guys. But I do like what they're, uh, you know, they were going to, supposedly they were supposed to do some kind of Nation of Domination thing. Um, that's why uh, Farouk and Mark Henry both uh, appeared with him in vignettes in the back. Too. Yeah, like, but they didn't show. do it. But they didn't. They didn't do it. And, you know, it's because of everything happening in the world. They didn't do it. Uh, and, I mean, I think that, uh, I, mean, I think it's good. Like, who wants to see a retreading of that? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I, part of me does. <laughs> <part of laughs> Not the whole thing, because, I mean, yeah. you can't beat what they did. So many years ago, yeah. just can't wow. beat it. I mean, it, it seems like they're, they're, if you remember, they almost tried to do that with Kofi and and Xavier and uh, right, the new day, the new day, yeah. Was, I don't know why I'm trying to listen yeah. while I was like, Big E, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you missed yeah. one because Big E, no, I didn't, I interrupted. That's on me, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. And Big E's getting a big push now, a big yeah. singles yeah. push now. You know, uh, I'm I, actually I, happy about this. Listen, I was watching Booker T, and you know, Booker T was saying that he thinks uh, Big E could be a big star, but he's got to do away with you know, the, the comedy stuff. And I have to agree, man, like when he. Him alone doing the comedy stuff, it takes me out of it. Like, he's, you know, I don't know. He's too big. He's too, you know, in his singles career. To me, even when Kofi had his singles run, he got serious, you know. Um, and he started to try and look like an actual challenger. Big E, to me, a little, I'm sorry, a little I too just, much gaga. Look on the left side of the screen. We're going to talk about Big E in a minute. Look on the left side of the screen and watch this. Watch what happens to Johnny Gargano right here. Oh, God. Ooh. It was like a power slam, and he came down on the top of his head. Yeah, the guy didn't get all the way around. Yeah, and, and the ref, ref, ref knew it, man. Yeah, ref checking him. Yeah. And look, so and the, his opponent's checking him, too, and the ref pushing him away. Like, don't check your opponent. Like, that's, that's a ref check. What's job, amazing seriously. is the fact that they showed it. And, and they're, they're showing the... Uh, didn't edit it out. And they're replaying it, too. Look. Actually, I think he was trying to pin him, was he? No! Oh, God, it's like a Ghostbuster spike 
Power slam. God, what? Stop showing it. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm watching it. God, and you can see the people in the crowd. They're like, oh, my God. And this match continued. Yeah. And, he, and he's fine. Like Gargano tweeted, uh, not that I know what a tweet is. Sorry, breaking cape. What's that? Um, <laughs> that's what your carrier pigeons. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, supposedly he, um, he's fine. So, I mean, I mean, he was. I'm sure he had to be a little selling the shit out of it. He well, had to yeah, be stung. But, you know, it's got to be a stinger. But he's a I professional he, wrestler. I think he was uh, stung by the uh, back elbow that he got right before that. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. But think about this. I mean, he's a professional wrestler for a long time. He's he's got very strong upper body, strong neck, you know, thick shoulders. So if that was any of us, we'd be dead. Yeah. But none of us would should be taking a move like that. But right, don't worry. Don't yeah. try this at yeah. home. <laughs> it's not happening. But see, look, Johnny's going on with the match, and he's he's uh. Because he's Johnny wrestling. He's Johnny wrestling. He's Johnny Spike. Yeah. It's Johnny Pile Driver. I don't know what to call it now. Yeah. But um, I'll see what it says. Yeah. I'm gonna save yeah. it. I'm gonna watch it again. There's a tangent. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna go back to Big E for a second. So I, Big Ugly, Big Big E, Big U, Big Ugly. Yeah. I like what you just said. Yes, there needs to be a transition because he can't do what he's been doing, even though it's been working with the whole group. And when, yes, when Kofi had his run as champion, he balanced it out. He still yes. was a when when he was a part of the group, he was a part of the group. Right. When he did his own thing, he was serious. He right. was serious. Yeah. When he was champion, he was serious. Right. right. And so and when Xavier Woods had his single run, it was the same exact thing. Wait a minute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we I, I we, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, no. We hadn't been there. But yeah. right. could happen. <laughs> but I see Big E doing it cuz he's got to do this transition by himself because he doesn't have the group to balance off of right now. So, I think it's going to He's not going to be as goofy as he has been in the past, but when he does cuts promos like he's been doing backstage, it's going to be a little bit. But then when he gets in the ring and actually has a serious match, he's going to be he, he's going to still do a little bit of you know strutting a little bit yeah. here and there, but it's not going to be as much. He's got to change the tights a little bit, go away from the the character pancake thing, and get a little serious, maybe with a couple of character you know character flashes. But I think Big E could be. Um, a major player, you know, at least for one of the U.S. or Intercontinental titles, you know, moving up and going. I think I think it worked out for him. He's great. You ever see his run in NXT? You should. You check it out on the network. He was I, fantastic. I, I thought they were. I thought when they moved him into singles, they were going to have him take on AJ for the uh, Intercontinental title and all. And then, of course, Jeff Hardy ended up in the story mm. or whatever. So, mm, Jeff Hardy. Anyway, I saw that in TNA like twelve years ago. Wait, you, we, what's that? TNA? Oh, Impact. Oh, <laughs> it's right, like the yeah. mask I'm wearing. Um, let's see. We're, we're going off on all kinds of tangents. Oh, by the way. So, uh, yeah, again, second segment, we'll talk about SummerSlam TakeOver, you know, going to the cards and things like that. Um, Marty Jannetty. Yeah, y'all, y'all read this? I heard something. I heard it, yeah, I heard something. He said something, right? <laughs> yeah, he said something. He said something like he either killed a guy or... So, he made somebody disappear. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, and everybody took it as he killed a guy. Yeah. And well, then Scott Hall killed a guy. He, Scott Hall killed a guy. Admittedly, they got it on the network. Watch it. I mean, not the killing, but <laughs> the, the behind the scenes of Scott Hall. Um, but it, again, this is Marty Jannetty, so it's not like this is mid card number. I love Marty Jannetty, but still, it's not a major player. Just same thing with like Sonya Deville. This is not a major player. But it's just interesting how that happened. And then I don't know. He there's no, there's going to be an investigation, maybe blah blah blah. But this happened a lot a long time ago. And Marty Jannetty did clarify he made somebody disappear. But anyway, it'll be on Dark Side of the Ring in like ten years. There you go. So, did you really just compare Marty Jannetty and Sonya Deville? I did. 
That is horrible. <laughs> I can't. I'm just saying. When when Big Ugly said earlier, why Sonya Deville? It's, it's it's like a why Marty Jannetty? <laughs> why does it matter that Marty Jannetty made somebody disappear? Yeah, but, 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 but if Shawn Michaels made somebody disappear, then I understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now so, I care that somebody's dead. Now because Shawn Michaels involved. <laughs> the Marty Jannetty, that thing barely got a hundred likes or a hundred reactions. Anyway, Sonya Deville, she she will be the next big thing, and this kidnapping will only help. Uh, increase her status in WWE. Let's talk about the next big thing for a minute. I said it. Right you, you said say it. You said it. Okay, so that we're going to talk about that on the podcast. And then also, up. let's talk about Roman Reigns and Goldberg are beefing. Next big thing. Beefing! That, okay, so actually kind of where I was going with that. All right, perfect. Keep so, going. Roman Reigns made his first appearance on WWE television for the first time in months on an R-Truth game show, uh, live via satellite, whatever that was. Um, so you saw that, uh, that, go ahead and tell us so what you saw about the Roman Reigns and Goldberg yeah, thing. Yeah, so I, just I, read, I, I read it. I didn't see it. I just read that Roman Reigns pretty much made fun of or, you know, taunted the fact that Goldberg has this before match ritual of like banging his head into the wall or into doors and stuff before he goes out. And I guess Roman was, uh, saying that it was pretty dumb and that the reason that Goldberg uses to, you know, justify what he's doing is also dumb. Um, and that it's just it, it's useless, and that you're you're just endangering yourself. And so after that, Goldberg responded and called Roman a joke and all of this. Now, it's just like you said earlier, you kind of wonder: is this a work? Right? Yes, all it's a work. work, bro. Like, <laughs> is it a work? I, okay, so this one is a leading me to a little bit more of they're just beefing on social media to get something stirred because eventually, they're both going to be back on television. Um, Goldberg does have a Legends contract for two years, mm-hmm. and he can and he's supposed to have two matches yeah, per he's year. Have two matches, yeah, yeah, per calendar year. So, I see that the build up for Roman and Goldberg that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania that didn't happen, that's going to happen eventually. All right, so because you know um, th- that that was supposed to be a match, wasn't it? Yes, like, Roman and Goldberg, and, and I, I think it was supposed that. to be yeah. for the Universal Championship. I mean, because and my thing is like, I mean. You know, part of me was like, could it be a work? But then the other part is like, I mean, Goldberg tends to have heat. I mean, you know, the beef with him and Matt Riddle, legit. Oh, that's you real. Know what I'm saying? That's real. So, and it's like, you know. I was hoping they would meet in the Royal Rumble yeah. somewhere because I wanted to see him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to see that. Go I ahead, mean, Ro- Roman was calling out something that doesn't necessarily have to do with something in ring. You know, it's like, so I don't know. I mean. Think about it this way. Roman is still WWE all the way through. He is being extremely protected right now. He's protecting himself, and they're protecting him. Um, So with this new Amway Center kind of deal, uh, with this Thunderdome, and and as much, you know, it's going to be eventually we're going to see returns. We're going to see Roman Reigns. We're going to see Goldberg. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but they're just they're teasing this. But Roman Reigns is so protected, he's not going to do anything on social media that the WWE doesn't know about. You know what I mean? He's not going to go rogue. So if he's beefing with Goldberg on social media, the WWE knows about it, and they're not putting a kibosh on it, they're, there's, it's, they're complicit. Yeah, it's right. work, it's shoot, it, it's a little bit of both. Because I'm sure Goldberg gets razzed every day. He's a Hall of Famer, but he really didn't, he didn't put in as much work and as much time in the business as some of these other people. So you know what I mean? Um, I think it's going to happen at the next WrestleMania. And I'm pretty sure the next WrestleMania is not going to happen in Hollywood. It's going to happen in that Amway Center Thunderdome. If, as long as things keep going the way they're going. So with that out the way, was the Adam Cole and Pac McAvey... All work. 
All of it. The whole thing. The whole thing would work. Okay. Uh, you know, because now they're having a match at TakeOver. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I didn't know, and I was like, I didn't know if maybe they use this to their advantage to set up a match to kind of smooth things over, or if this... If it was just all the work from the jump. I, I think originally there was a little bit of beef. I think they both kind of said some things like way back. Like not even Yeah, this last, wasn't now. This right. one, yeah. And then I think they, Used they were it. trying to find storylines. They decided, oh, hey, let's bring this back up and on. And, right. You know, and, and it gets a little national buzz because you got a former NFL, you know, player. Well, punter. Uh, I guess they're, they're all players too. So. Brought in a couple um, of players on his side too. So yeah. you know, so so it gets, it gets different eyes on the mainstream product. Mainstream attention for a takeover event, which is kind of cool, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a work. It was. It's. It, it, it became. It became. It became, a, became work. a work. Right. But it was a. It was. It was a shoot thing that never necessarily was a shoot thing. But if you say something or do something, it's remembered forever. So yeah. But this this whole thing now, if you watch it from the beginning, it's. It looks like chaos, but it's controlled chaos. This is where Triple H comes into play, uh, you know, because he's—I think he's masterminding this whole thing. So, and he's one of the best that's ever yeah. been involved in that. I mean, he can do this kind of workshoot kind of stuff yeah. and make it look resilient. And to question the fact that you questioned it means that it's doing its job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. That's a good yeah. thing. I can, I can cross out Marty Jannetty. Well, you were going to say the next big thing. You could have crossed like out Marty Jannetty before we started. I was. I was. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that was yeah. a segue. Marty Jannetty is a segue. Yeah. I was going to talk about Brock Lesnar. So, there's rumor in innuendo. Why? I don't know. There, there's rumor in innuendo about Brock Lesnar possibly fighting John Jones in the UFC. There's rumor, because I mean, people are bringing up his name. Oh, John Jones is retired. Uh, they, he, uh, I, you know, I don't really? know if anybody read this, but just recently after Daniel Cormier lost, like a day or two after that, well, the night Cormier lost to Stoic, however you pronounce his name, yeah. Jones was like, you know, that heavy, it's time for me to come for the heavyweight title. That's what I thought. Right. So Jones has been wanting to go up to heavyweight. The reason that Jones has not been fighting is because you, he wants to renegotiate a contract to start getting more money. And the UFC is like, we're not renegotiating. We're not giving you more money. Okay. So pretty much it came to a final thing just this past week where, you know, UFC was like, we're not giving you more money. And Jones is like, okay, I'm, I'm done, you know. Huh. And so as of now, and he, he wrote like a pretty much goodbye Twitter, you know, thank, thanking all the fans and stuff like that. Wow. And said, yeah. you know, he's, he's done because UFC is not going to get money. I think Dana White was saying that he wants, um, who's the popular boxer uh, right now? Uh, Mike Tyson. No, <laughs> even though he's coming back more, too, it's more of a carrot boxer. But I, I can't remember. But Dana White pretty much compared it to to the boxer. Was like he wants that kind of money, um, you well, know. So I'm guessing he wants big money, like and, May- Mayweather or somebody like that. It wasn't Mayweather. It was somebody else. I, I can't remember. It yeah. wasn't Mayweather. Mayweather money is like ridiculous. That's yeah. too but, much money. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> she. But uh, it was somebody else. But uh, WrestleMania 24 money. But anyway, yeah, because yeah, I, I saw when Jones a light heavyweight champ or something like that. Correct, he, and, and, and that's the thing he, he vacated. Dropped, he dropped, right, yeah, he, he, he vacated the title, and that's when he thanked the fans and stuff. He's like, yeah. I'm, "I'm done." Right. Oh, wow. Because he didn't, he didn't need to vacate the belt. Like he, he it's just that he's refusing to fight. Wow, so, yeah. I didn't know all that. Yeah, and, and I was just bringing up Brock Lesnar's name because you know WWE. He's still under contract with WWE, but there's no reason for him to be on television right now. But with this Thunderdome thing and SummerSlam being Brock Lesnar's big event. Um, you know, anything could happen. He could, sh- you know, show his face somewhere. Um, they, uh, they, uh, they, I heard that WWE might be eyeing Daniel Cormier. I would so. hope so. I, yeah. I heard they're talking about him for uh, maybe doing, um, 
like Warren Harris um, commentary, commentary, and all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does, he does it now. Right. For he would bring yeah. in that source of realism to uh, you know, like the fight style commentary. So I would, I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah. Not Brock, the Cormier. Brock can't talk, so <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need to talk a microphone yeah. ever. But hey, Brock, I, bring Cormier in to do commentary, and then Brock starts to come back when the crowds are there, and then all of a sudden you. Work I would love to see Cormier Brock and Cormier Brock in a wrestling ring. Yeah. In a, in or a worked wrestling or on Raw Underground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, now That'd that's, cool. a, that's yeah. one thing that they said about Brock that he could be one of the guys that comes in to do this. Uh, yeah, with the Raw Underground. I'm, I'm holding my breath. I would like to see that because he's gonna, you know, take apart everybody he gets in there with if it's real. But all right, so we've been talking for a while, and uh, you know, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk about uh, you know matches for SummerSlam and Takeover, and you know, a couple more tangents is what we do, and. Um, I just want to show, uh, throw a shout out to uh, Kamala who passed away, unfortunately. Um, Rest you know, in peace, Ugandan giant. Damn right. Now, was this is one I I couldn't I don't remember. Was he inducted into the Hall of Fame already? Because I don't think I don't, he was. I don't think he has been. So. So this, I mean, I, I, this is another name, Kamala. I, he should have been in anyway. Yeah. So I think uh, he Agreed. his character made such an impact on the business. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame because uh, you you don't. If you heard Kamala and you know who that is, I mean, you got a picture in your head of the of the big guy with the stars and the, and the, and the mask and the face paint, and uh, just sad for Kamala. But uh, you know, hopefully he will go in the Hall of Fame one day posthumously. So that's cool. So let's take a little break and let's drink a little more uh, El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA, and we'll come back with more episode eighty five of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Yep. Yeah. I know what IPA stands for. IP alcohol. When you drink too much of it. <laughs> we are back. Yeah. When did you start recording that? Because that was pretty funny. On the Dirty <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. No, I'm the big egg. And we are joined once again by uh, CM Funk. Who just figured out what IPA stands for. IP alcohol. It's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my Lord. Anyway. Um, before we get going on segment number two, I want to give a shout out to uh, EWA Pro Wrestling, and uh, you know, I want to just uh, give a shout out to everybody who's been trying to uh, brave the pandemic and uh, safely going in there and doing some things for the fans, and uh, trying to do in, in the um, brain uh, in the uh, in in the in the place uh, to the pain factory brain factory. That's not right. In the pain factory, EWA Pain Factory, uh, they're still doing some training down there, so check it out. All independent professional wrestling, you know, some of the schools are open. MCW Pro Wrestling Training School is open. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out specifically to the Dark Horses. Um, they've been uh, working really hard to keep EWA afloat, and they're very creative, very passionate. Uh, they got a lot of intensity. And a shout-out to the boys. I appreciate you and everybody else in EWA. And there might be, uh, so we, we talked about supremacy. Actually, we've had entire podcasts about supremacy in the past at Big Ugly. So we might be talking about that in the near future again. Things are happening. Um, all right. Let's talk about Summer Slam Weekend, which starts technically on Friday with the uh, premiere of the Thunderdome on SmackDown. But let's talk about NXT TakeOver 30 at Full Sail University. 
And let's talk about some of the uh, matches. If uh, and we'll probably go through this pretty quickly, unless uh, somebody has something. Finn Balor, who is NXT through and through at this point in time, taking on Timothy Thatcher, who lost a tooth, toothless aggression, um, <laughs> in that uh, in that cage fight that he had with Matt Riddle, I believe it was. And uh, when Matt Riddle came up, but uh, Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher is a strong shoot fighter, and Finn Balor, we we know what he's all about. Any it seems like uh, so. So Finn has dropped <clears throat> the demon thing, right? He's just the prince now. It's kind of changed. Yeah, his right. Game. Yeah. I haven't seen the demon in a while. Okay. Unfortunately, but uh, I do think if he does make a mainstream comeback and he does turn actually face, because right now he's kind of tweening, uh, we could see it again on the main mainstream, but not but, on NXT. Push got to have fans there. Yeah, no, I think no, so. No fans, no demon. Don't right, make sense. I, I understand that too. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so you know that should be a good match uh, if Finn really wants to do the uh, do the favors and put Timothy Thatcher over. I do think Timothy Thatcher would be good to go over. Um, strong force. Uh, Loomis, what the hell is his name? Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis injured right now, unfortunately. Yeah. But this guy is freaking. I love this character. He's like got this. Uh, he's a slick back. Blonde hair and, and tight jeans, and he creeps down to the ring, and he's got this Stranger Things music that's overlay with him. He's really good in the ring too. Creepy as hell, but I, I miss Dexter Loomis. I think he comes back with some good stuff. All right, Breezango. I kind of like this. Fandango and Tyler Breeze have been doing uh, parodies of other people's entrances and everything like that. It's been pretty cool. Uh, they're taking on Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. Also. Legato del Fantasma, Yapin Wild, and Raul Mendoza, which is like the new uh, Latin American content or whatever that we got here. It's a triple threat tag team match, and the winners are number one contenders for the NXT tag team titles. Uh-huh. So that should be actually interesting to watch. Um, a lot of good yeah. lot of good physical talent in the ring. Yeah, tag team division in NXT usually brings it for uh, takeover events. So. They do. Mm -hmm. They do well. Um, here we go. Uh, we, we talked about Velveteen Dream earlier, so let's um, talk about him again. There is a triple five-way ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship. I feel like we just saw this match a year ago. Uh, a vacant NXT North American Championship. I think it was two years ago when they introduced the NXT. That's what I'm saying. Uh, They're North American title. rehashing this because Keith Lee won the, both titles, and he was the double champion. Then he vacated this one to give opportunity to other people. So we got Bronson Reed. I think they call him Thick Boy, um, which is interesting. Damian Priest, which I'm liking his character more and more every day. Cameron Grimes. Uh, uh, he's growing on me. Johnny Gargano, who just got spiked on TV. He's still in this match. No, but I think... I don't think Gargano won that match. I think Yaga did. I'm not sure. No, maybe Gargano no, won. No, Gar Gargano did win, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And the Velveteen Dream. So the winner will be the North American champion. Um... Seems like they would go with, uh, you know, I don't think they would go with Dream or Gargano again because they both had it. I would like to see Damian Priest make a run at it. I think, I think they would go with Dream to try and give him some more steam since he's, like, just coming steam back. Steam for Dream? Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I think try and build I, him back up. I think Damian Priest is going to win it because he's been getting a push lately on NXT. And, uh. um, and his character has really kind of come of age. With in in the uh, NXT realm, so uh, I think Damian Priest is becoming what Aleister Black should have become, honestly. Uh, the way this is, because Aleister Black, we haven't seen him in a while either. So, but I mean, he's been on Raw. 
Yeah, he's on Raw, yeah. But I just I think he when he came up he was he plagued with everything else. When the NXT goes to the main roster, you just fall away. Unfortunately. I mean I think that they they paired him with Ricochet, which I was a weird combo. Yeah, that that's one thing. And that, I don't think he's been able to really find his footing since. Yeah, and and apparently he was a Heyman guy, like Heyman really loved him and now that Heyman's gone, like he's kinda getting buried again or kinda Damn shame. put on the back burner. I liked Alistair Black too. Yeah. Really did. Um Io Shirai, the women's champion, going against Dakota Kai um, with Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez. So that's actually interesting. I do like. I've always liked Dakota Kai um, ever since her heel turn at that War Games thing, which was pretty cool. Um, and Raquel Gonzalez is like the new China character. She's she's big and forceful. And Io Shirai is always a, a nice talent. So that should be a decent women's match, I think. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee are actually having a match. It's not a street fight. It's not a fight. It's an actual match. So, theoretically, Adam Cole should win this, hands down. Uh, but there's going to be some kind of story in here, maybe. Do you think Randy Orton's upset that Pat McAfee's using the punt for his, like, his finisher? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he did as a professional. Well, I get it. I, I'm just curious, because Randy Orton seems to get upset when people use his moves. Maybe Randy Orton will show up on TakeOver, and you'll never see it coming. <laughs> and he'll just take out McAfee, <laughs> yeah. and Adam Cole will just pin him. Yeah. I like it. Adam Cole gets the night off. Yeah. And, then Randy, and then they plug Randy Orton for the next day. There we go. Like which, we'll, which we'll get into. I, I don't see it. Why not? Oh, I'm on. Um, and then, the main event. Keith Lee, who is the recently crowned NXT champion, versus, somehow, the number one contender who just actually started on television, Karrion Cross, or Killer Cross, as he was once known, with uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. So, all I gotta do is come in and make an impact and make a challenge, and you're, you're, you're on a major pay-per-view fighting for the title. Um, yeah, I, th- I think part of Cross's uh, contract was to be pushed immediately. Like, I don't think he was one of those that was going to come in and develop like an NXT guy normally does. I'm pretty sure, like, when they brought him in, that was that was in the deal. Cause... So that leads me to believe, uh, or I'm going to ask, does he win the title? I, I I think that he does. I don't think Keith Lee needs a title to be, you know, a superstar, to be the the, the guy. So, uh, and he's one of those that's a better chaser than he is a carrier. So. Amen. But, Anything uh, big, ugly? You I got? Think, I think he. Uh, I don't think he wins it, but I don't. I think they'll find a way to get him like disqualified, and Keith Lee retains because he hasn't had it that long, and Karrion Cross doesn't lose. And then you keep this feud going. Yeah, yeah, you can't... Yeah, you protect everybody and keep it going. All right. right. That, that I, makes sense, too. I, I like that. Um, I, and that's what normally would happen, I would yeah. think. And maybe you build some kind of vulnerability for Karrion Cross since he's kind of been like this... Unstoppable. Like unstoppable monster. Yeah. And Keith Lee shows a little bit of vulnerability, but doesn't beat him yet. Right. But they've been showing Keith Lee is pretty much unstoppable, too. And not in a different way. In a different, in different way. way, yeah. Yeah. So both of these guys have had almost flawless records going into this thing. So I don't know. You got to protect everybody. So does it, like I say, does this main event end with some kind of big schmoz? Because I think so. You know, nobody can win clean here. Yeah. I don't think. And I mean, Karrion Cross also he has a valet. Yeah. Get involved. Oh, and she gets involved every time. Right. I, I well, love Scarlett. I, I just to kind of I don't want to go ahead. Want to spend too long, Keith Lee and uh, Karrion Cross, but uh, I thought it was cool that they brought uh, the old Fireball back with the. Uh, 
the contract. Uh, Keith Lee went to open up the contract. Yeah, and then, yeah, was nice. Photo, yeah. I was like, oh, been a while. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a, in a long time. Especially Sold the shit out of it too. Yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, so I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, I, I I don't think I think we'll get the clean finish out of Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Um, I don't think Dakota Kai would win yet. Uh, but I think Io, that's where it's going to be clean. I don't think McAfee and Cole can be clean unless it's just a complete domination by Cole. I don't think the main event can be clean. And uh, it's going to be an interesting show. So it'll be about two, two and a half hours on Saturday. Now, going up against that on Saturday is AEW Dynamite. We haven't talked about AEW much, but we'll talk about it right now. Because honestly, and you and I have talked about this, CM Funk. That's probably the best overall professional wrestling product that's on television right now. Um, have you seen any of this? I, I uh, have, big ugly? you know, I have watched some of it when I can on Wednesdays. I will say it is entertaining. It's good. I'm, I'm still not as familiar with all the characters sure. and everything going on, but when I do watch it, I like it. Um, uh, I like the guy uh, that's been doing like the presidential. Campaign MJF. Oh, MJF. Yeah, yeah, that's been pretty cool. Oh, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's good best, stuff. The best yeah. heel in all of wrestling. Yeah, right now. yeah. Beautiful stuff. Um, I guess say, they got a lot of characters, and at first, when we went to that first show, um, you know, we, we had a couple of known characters. Now, as, as they're starting to build, they've got an influx of talent and not enough content to do with it. You know what I mean? They do AEW Dark. They, which is like their pre-show to the pre-show. They have a YouTube channel, which is a lot of stuff goes on there. But then they have two hours a week, and then uh, which is live on uh, TNT. And they've actually been doing it live. And then they'll have a pay-per-view once every couple of months, which is good. Because you don't want to oversaturate, which is what I talked about, the payback. But right now, is there too much talent? Because there's people coming in the door... I mean, that are not going to get enough time. What do you think, CM Funk? I, you know, I, I don't think so. I think they've done a very good job. Now, I don't watch Dark. I don't watch, I don't, I just unfortunately do not have the time to uh, tune sure. into AEW Dark. Um, but from what I, when I read about it and all, that's where all the B squad is, you know, all the, the mid Carters. Actually, they've even had like Moxley's wrestled on the AEW. Yes. With the title. You yeah. Know I mean, so, but they've done a good job of getting those mid card type talents or or names or regularly they might not be every single week but you know it's like in every other week it reminds me a lot of like wcw in the old days um you know when they had nitro and then they had saturday night saturday afternoon saturday. well it was saturday night but it was <laughs> saturday always evening. on saturday uh yeah you know 605 uh on uh, tbs 605 on the superstation um you know so where and you still got everybody in. You know, people got some FaceTime. It might not have been every single week, and it may not have been a main event FaceTime, but you got everybody in there. And having them in the crowd right now, too, also helps give give these guys FaceTime. Like the Gun Club. Like, they're there every week in the in the crowd. They might not wrestle very often, but they're there, so you know about them. Mm. Um, um, the guy that's with uh, Tully Blanchard, um, Peyton Royce's husband. Oh, uh, ten. yeah, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Yeah, what's his name, though? Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking him. about. Yeah, so <laughs> for our listeners, that's a little trivia question. You guys take your time to go find out who his I know is. who that is. I can picture him. I know. I can't, I can't think of his name at the moment. But anyway. We'll find out. Like, you know, like he's in the crowd every week. You know, he's been wrestling more, but you get to see him, you know. So I, th- I, don't, I think they're doing really good balancing out all of their their talent that they have, even with the influx of people. Has so. Billy Gunn been wrestling? 
occasionally yeah. oh, okay. he'll get in with his uh, his son who's um, Austin Gunn. Yeah. Damn right. And is Cody Hall with him? Scott Hall's son? I haven't, I seen, haven't him. seen him yet. Okay. I, I know he's, he's wrestling. In, I think he's in Japan. Okay. I think he yeah. is. Um, and AEW also using that... Um, Sean Spears. Thank you. Sorry. I was about to say it. <laughs> AEW using that Daly's place in Florida where they have customed that outdoor arena as their television studio, basically. Um, they're actually going to start allowing actual fans to buy tickets and come and see shows. Um, you can stay with your own group, but you got a distance away from other groups. You have to wear a face mask the whole time, and it's only 25% capacity of the portion of the stadium that they're allowing them to use. So it's really only going to be maybe 500 people. Maybe, I think. yeah. So, but they're going to let people do it, and they're actually tickets on sale through their AEW uh, ticket line. So that's a step in the right direction. I mean, I think they're at the point where they can do this. I mean, they're getting really good at that that part of the arena, and they're having their own people come out so why not right AEW has been so far ahead of WWE during this entire (laughs) you know fanless uh, uh, period and everything I mean they were the first ones to not have or to to face the camera to the ramp you know so that you didn't see just an empty crowd yeah they're the first ones to go to a bigger arena and go outdoors where you could, you know, film every single week and have additional people there, you know, within reason. And, yeah. Uh, they just, they've, they've thought about things the right way while WWE sits there and they, they try to do it their way, you know, and it's like, well, you can't, And then they play catch up, right. 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 And now look at them. Here they are scrambling to do this uh, Thunderdome thing. Thunderdome. That's how we're going to say it. You know, why, I wonder why, uh... Uh, what the Bullet Club? What's AJ's guys? Uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Gallows and Anderson. I was shocked that they went to Impact. Yeah, were you guys shocked about that? Like mm-hmm. that? Ah, uh, I would have called them for AEW. Here's like, here's the reason. They're both of their uh, I think non compete clauses ended at the same time, and uh, FTR the Revival showed up on Impact. I mean, uh, sorry, AEW. Okay. So if they both showed up at the same time, we know what would happen. Either both of them would go down, or one of them would overshadow the other. Right, I don't right. think they wanted to do that. In Impact, actually, Al Gallows and Anderson, huge stars. Right. right. Huge stars. Right. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Zach Ryder and uh, yeah, Kurt right. Hawkins. They went to Zach Ryder went to AEW. Yeah. Kurt Hawkins went, went to, to TNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. So they're spreading, spreading the ball. They're spreading it out. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, right now it's kind of the same thing. You're going to an empty arena to do. Uh, this kind of filming, you know what I'm saying? So, and Impact is actually not doing a bad job. If you go look at some of their content, I mean, they're doing, if you watch the content as just as a wrestling match, it's the same thing that you see on every other channel at this point in time. It's the same, because there's no fans, right? you know, out in, the, out in the crowd. But Impact is in, I think they're doing it out of Canada. I think they're in Canada, if I remember correctly. And AEW is doing it out of Florida, just so WWE is doing it out of Florida, too. Uh, which happens to be one of the highest COVID states right now, but that's... It's not it's neither here nor there, nor there. They're doing a good job with it. Um, so they have the TNT Championship, which is like the tel- the television title, which actually they're doing a really good job. Uh, Cody has been defending it. He won it. He's been defending it against all comers from all different walks of life, which is beautiful. They, they've had MLW guys come in. They've had just other independents. Indie guys. Come in. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's been, it's been good. And that, um, to kind of follow up back when, the, you know, if they have too much talent, the TNT Championship has helped give the guys that aren't on regularly a chance yes. to shine. Like Sonny Kiss. 
Sonny Kiss, his arm was never on, uh, on, the, on, the main, on Dynamite and all, yet he got to face uh, Cody for the TNT title. And, and it was a fantastic. Great match. Fantastic all the matches match. have been good, and they've all finished differently. It's yeah. not like there's a set finisher or finish to these matches. They're all actually ending differently. Um, and yeah. Brody Lee is over there, formerly Luke Harper, and uh, he's running the whole, what is it called, the Dark, Dark Order, Order, which is actually pretty interesting because... That is what retribution could be, <laughs> but the Dark Order is actually doing it right. Yeah. Um, it's goofy, but it still makes sense. Well, all right, for retribution, like, God, we're still talking about him. So, I know, but what? Hey, Dark Order came into AEW to absolutely no fanfare, and people went, huh, when they came out. Retribution, almost the same thing, and Dark Order has turned it around and made it into something. Dark big, Order, so. right? And it's through the whole show. Like there's all, there's always a Dark Order in the segment. Yeah. Like it's kind of got Nexus and NWO feel to it a little right. bit. So uh, I do think uh, Brody Lee will beat Cody for the TNT title. I agree. To Cody's uh, got to drop the he's title. He's got to drop it. But he can't drop it to one of these indie guys. No, it's got to be a big star. Yeah, and Brody Lee needs a little push. Yep. So that's gonna happen. That's pretty cool. Um, the Elite. Which uh, Kenny Omega, uh, let's see, and Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Bucks against the Dark Order, three, four, and five. Which I love that they have names like Viano four and five. Is <laughs> um, so th that should be entertaining. High flying all over the place. I know uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega are eventually going to break up. So we also have uh, FTR versus Private Party. Hey. Private party, are they growing on you at all? They they are growing on me. They're they're getting better in the ring, and uh, their characters are developing. So I'm I'm a I'm a bigger fan. I'm not quite as thinking that they're just a straight rip off of um, the street profits. street profits anymore. So uh, I'm going to ask you about the street profits. Yeah. <laughs> Big ugly. Yeah. That's the black guy. That's about the, the other black guy. <laughs> I wasn't Sorry, doing no. that. I know you watch WWE and not so much AEW. I wanted to ask you about this poison angle. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was Poison. apparently Selena Vega, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I got the air quotes thing happening yeah. again. So Montez, what Montez? Montez for it, yeah. So was poisoned. All right, what do you think of the angle, first of all? And what do you think of this whole, uh, the Street Profits doing their thing with the tag titles? Or are the tag titles even relevant anymore? Do you think, you have any opinions so, on the story? So, number one, the relevancy, I don't find them to be relevant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. Like, I mean, to me, they went through that whole long thing with the Viking. Loved it. Raiders. Actually, I, I loved all I, I was up and down on that. Some of it was just a little too goofy. I didn't just... like the payoff in the ring because I didn't think it made sense. But I loved all the backstage stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was fun. It, it was a bit. I mean, I guess it, it was fun. If they didn't have yeah. the tag... I think we talked about this before. If they didn't have the tag titles and the tag titles weren't a part of it, I think I would have liked it more. Just for a ha-ha stuff. But, right. Yeah. But the tag team championships are absolutely irrelevant. Because right. So, um, but as far as the Monta... I don't, I, don't, I don't think I understand the poison thing. <laughs> Can somebody like me? Like, Because he just wrestled on Raw. So it's like he got poisoned, but he then back. he just had a match. So, and... Maybe he tweaked his ankle, or maybe he tested positive for COVID and needed to be out two weeks. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't even two weeks. Right? <laughs> it, wasn't, it was a week. Like, <laughs> Must have been that low-grade poison. Yeah. I, well, I don't think Zelina did it. I know that they had video footage, supposedly, this past Monday and all that, but you never actually saw what she was doing. Like, her back was covering her, you know, whatever. I think if they want to make this payoff, here we go again, make it retribution that we want to poison God. him. Like, at least that would give Retribution something, so, and it would give people a reason to, like, go after them. Right, you know? right, so, yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah, but other than that, um, I've not been a big fan of the Street Profits run as tag champs. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the Street Profits. I thought they were cool. <clears throat> I think for me, the uh, they've kind of worn off like their characters. Like they were cool at first, and now it's just like. Okay. I liked w- watching it when one of the last live shows in front of a live audience when they went over for the titles. I think it was a good pop for a live crowd. Since then, they've done nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I, I think they're both extremely talented. Both of them. Um, and I, I just, anyway, it ain't working. I actually like Angela Dawkins better than I do Montez Ford. I'm... I think he's a better... I'm backwards on that. I think I used to. Now I like... I like Montez Ford. I've always liked Montez Ford more. He's just got a, he just got more charisma. He got a hell of a lot of charisma. In the ring, he's just more energetic. Did you see Dawkins try to get serious on this last week? Yeah. So he just stood up when he said, dude, you boys are my boy. And then Montez came in and just attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, mean, I, I would like them to get more serious. Um, yeah, man. Some of, these, uh, some of these teams, like, and all this jokey, jokey stuff, like, yeah. There needs to be some. It's like the, the tag titles are a joke they at are. this point. Yeah. It's WWE. It's Vince because he doesn't like tag team wrestling. Which is a damn like, shame. Yeah. And AEW, on the other hand, is all about tag team wrestling. So it's it's Vince's way of just putting it. Yeah. Out, They're capitalizing on it too. Yeah. So it's like that's what I've always appreciated about the Usos. The Usos have always kept it pretty serious. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, they have their moments exactly. Right. You know, but it's like you take them seriously as a team and as a threat. You right. Know? Right. Yeah, no, and then they back it up in the ring. Like, oh, they sure exactly. do every yeah. time. Yeah. So, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so we uh, that's uh, so AEW is going to go up against NXT. So that'll be two, you know, two things to watch on a Saturday night. Um, Sunday, SummerSlam. You never saw it coming. Okay, so what the fuck? All right, what, where, why? I, I, I was looking on Wikipedia. I was looking online. There's no, uh, there's no relevance to this. I don't know who said it when, but now it's even on the poster. I think they're talking about it all the time. <laughs> you'll never see it coming. Well, if you'll never what? see it coming, how can we know about it? Like I, already... I, I, I was just about to say it's a, it's a, a foreshadowing John Cena. <laughs> you'll never yeah. see it. Yeah. Something. Uh, that's what leads me to believe, and this is where I brought into the Brock Lesnar thing. Something, something unexpected is going to happen. Because it's not like Thunderdome. We know that's happening. They're promoting it. And they're promoting the matches. So something's going to happen that we didn't see coming. I don't know what it is, but something's going to happen. I want Tina Turner Shit. to come out. <laughs> I, want, I want the creepy guy from Mad Max Thunderdome that announced Thunderdome. And I want all the fans to start chanting, two men enter, one man leave. Two man enter, one man leave. So all, for, so, for, for, for all, <laughs> all at the same time for, from their virtual right. For all those that don't get the reference, please take your uh, time this weekend before NXT and AEW on Saturday to watch Mad Max uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Watch it, classic mid eighties uh, apocalypse, apocalypse film. So <laughs> anyway, very good. All right, so we talked about a couple of these things. SummerSlam's card, eight total matches right now. That's it. That's why I'm thinking this payback is going to just take the other side of it. But here we go. Um, we talked about Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Hair versus hair. That's pretty intriguing, actually. I I, I don't know who... I mean, Sonya just got... I mean, sorry, Mandy just got half of her hair cut off. But I would think that Sonya would lose to go completely bald. Um, just because it's better for her character. You know what I mean? But somebody's got to do it. And somebody's got to get shaved legit in the middle of the ring. I think they make this work. Um, we haven't had a women's hair match since what Molly Holly. Yeah, right. right. Back in the day, absolutely. 
So I actually wouldn't be shocked if it was Mandy just because they want to subvert expectations. I think everybody thinks like, oh, it's going to be Sonya Deville. So that's what I think that could be the swerve. That's, yeah. that's so I, you think it's going to be Mandy? I actually think it'll be Mandy. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be Mandy too, only because I think everything leads you to believe yes that Sonya's going to do a plus. I think they're I think they're getting ready to push Sonya because her work has been amazing. It has since, been since they let her be on her own and talk on the mic and all. She's been absolutely fantastic. And I gotta say, Mandy's been better too. I, I like her more than when she came up on the the diva search thing or the whatever that was. Um, I think she's been doing better, but I'm, I'm going to call Sonya, actually. I'm going to go with uh, what WWE should do, what they would be likely to do. But I like the swerve idea, so I hope we see it. But either way, I hope we get somebody buzzed in the middle of the ring. That's what I want to see. For real. I don't want to see this gimmick thing. If Sonya loses, does Otis come out and help Mandy to uh, get the, uh, the shaving done? So. Just uh, we haven't haven't really seen anything with that whole. Not much right with now. Otis or the yeah, money in yeah, the bank, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which leads me oh. to believe. Oh wait, spoilers! Huh? Huh? You'll never see it coming. Yeah. Oh, true that. Because yeah. uh, Otis hasn't been around much. Yeah. So I mean, and we'll get to that because which we're gonna... is weird. He was super over, so uh... he was super yeah. over in front right. of a live audience again. That's the same thing. Well, right. anyway, I mean, one money in the bank that wasn't in front of a live audience, but uh, I, my but guess, it, I guess he was, he was still feeding off of the popularity yeah. from the live yeah. audience. Yeah, that money in the bank was whack. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm, I'm guessing, two people died. I'm guessing he's one of those that's been affected by the pandemic, probably. Yeah, so. probably. But you know, he still got the briefcase, so anything you'll never see it come. Could happen. Um, all right. Let me go. We were just talking about the Street Profits, so we t- kind of made a weird segue, but <laughs> it is the Street Profits who are the champions versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, honestly, I'm more impressed with Selena's backstage promos and Angel Garza hitting on Charlie Caruso and Andrade trying to be the middleman. I'm like all that more than I like this match. So I don't think this match has any relevancy. I, I think as much airtime as Andrade and Garza have gotten. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I mean, sure. it doesn't matter they, either they way. Should. Yeah, they have gotten a lot of airtime. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Profits need to, especially since they took Montez off, and they need to repackage the Profits a little bit, I think. Just let let the Andrade and Garza win. You know, yeah. Maybe have some good matches on Raw SmackDown. Let's see. Sure. All right. Uh, mm, wow. Okay. I don't know where to go, because a lot of these things are like semi-main event quality matches. Even the Mandy Rose Sonya Deville is like a, a high-profile match at this point. Um, let's go to Apollo Crews and MVP. So, the first time I saw this, I wasn't too impressed. The eighth time I'm seeing this, which is right about now, um, I'm actually intrigued because when we were talking about the Hurt Business, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's real good stuff. Now, Apollo Crews is the actual champion right now because MVP never really beat him. MVP created a championship belt, which I'm starting to get used to. Um, and Apollo Crews now has it because he won at the horror show, I think it was. No? No, he won on a Raw episode. Was it Raw? Yeah, he beat MVP. Okay. For the- oh, that's right, because he wasn't at the pay-per-view, but somehow he was on the next night. Right. Yeah. I-, I don't get it. Apollo Crews needs, like, some anger. So- he needs he needs he- something. He's just all in-ring work. No personality. Like, he needs to be part of the Hurt Business. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. He needs... Yeah. I want to see him lay down but to MVP. It, here's the thing. Could you even really take him seriously as a part of her business? Because he's such a nice guy. 
I, he, if, if you have him turn on Ricochet and Cedric and uh, what's the other guy, Ali, if you have him turn on the, the guys that he's hanging with right now, yeah, and all, yeah, he could turn. You could turn him heel. I him. hope so, he man. Right. With the, within the group, I think he would be a good heel. By yeah. himself, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Um, here's here's what I want to see out of this whole thing. You'll never see it coming. Okay, we're using it every match. Um, this this is where I see Apollo Cruz laying down. MVP, one finger, one whatever cover, one two three, and then I see all the guys you just mentioned, all the guys you just mentioned, and they form a group that is not Nation of Domination, but esque. You know what I'm saying? And that's the group that ends up taking out Retribution. Not that night, the hurt but business. yeah, the Hurt Business. Okay. I see the Hurt Business going six seven guys. I want to see that big ass group because the other guys as a as faces. But they heels though. Well, the Hurt Business is heel, but yeah. watch when everybody joins. The Hurt Business is going to be anti-heroes. See what I'm saying? They don't need them to be heels. They, they, they need anti-heroes. We need compelling television. I don't see the all three of them. Ricochet, uh, what the hell? What's the other guy? Cedric Alexander. Cedric Ali. the Entertainer and... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Ali. And Ali. They're not going nowhere. They ain't going to do nothing. Unless they're <laughs> just there to get the Hurt Business, the actual three, over a little bit more. I see all of them... Coming together as a group, you'll never see it coming. And it, it could be heels. It could be. It could work I that think, way. I think that's too much talent in one group that you don't have enough talent to counteract that retribution. <laughs> Nobody cares about those. Guys. I know. But <laughs> I like the hurt business. I, like I, where, I do too. I like where you're going with that, but it's kind of like NWO. NWO got out of hand once it got past six. You know yeah, but they had like, like 22 members at one point. And, right. and, and it, I think when you get to six guys now, it's a lot. Especially when you have a limited amount of people to choose from. Yeah. But you have a lot of... You have Raw, SmackDown. You have all these shows. You have a lot of content. NXT. I think it I think it can work. I and I, I mean, I don't really see... You don't really see stables in WWE go past three. You're right. I mean, Seth Rollins' savior thing kind of... It went past three for a little bit. It got to three. Yeah. Well, it got to... It was like four of them, right? Because you had Seth... You had Murphy and then you had AOP. Right. Oh, was AOP right. actually in it? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Who's the other guy? Yeah. The other guy that got yeah. uh, a- AOP went away when the pandemic hit. Right. Austin Theory. Austin Theory, thank you. Came right. around for, but then he went away because I forgot about AOP, man. Yeah. That's yeah. a damn they were the original shame. ones. That, right. that was helping. Damn, damn shit, Murphy. Yeah. Right, because yeah. they were goddamn talented. I love them. All right, so. That's my call on that one. I can't believe we just spent 10 minutes talking about that match. But you'll never see it coming. I, I think they all end up together. That's what I think. All right. Let's talk about Dominic Mysterio. And this is another thing that was on my list. With Ray in his corner, uh, who did the eye for an eye, apparently. Still got his eye back. He still got it. Versus Seth Rollins with Murphy. Okay. Did Y'all saw Dominic Mysterio get... The shit whipped out of him. Yeah, that was nasty. I mean, this is not initiation to professional wrestling. Welcome to the party, pal. No. And it's not even a kid. This is not. You don't do this. I'd rather have somebody shit in my long, like my, my bag, honestly. That's ridiculous. Um, Like the pictures that were, like they were stiffing the shit out of it. I mean, you, first of all, you can't really pull a kendo stick. But, you, I mean, this kid... It's not built up, not tan, you know, what it doesn't matter. That that's like passionate of Christ all over his body. Did y'all both see this, whether it be live or 
you know, the video. Did you see him actually getting whipped? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you think about it, Big Ugly? Um, you're talking about uh, Dominic, right? Dominic getting whipped yeah. by Seth and Murphy. I mean, I just thought, I mean, I thought it was bad. I, I didn't think anything uh, untoward. I thought that they probably discussed this in the back and was like, you know, like. I'm sure and, they and did. And Dominic was like, give it to me, you know. Because it make, make it look said, real. Or whoever was the agent for the thing yeah. said, we're dead delayed in. Just yeah, like I mean, I think that I think that it's all a part of this storyline, right? Because it, I mean, you think about the eye for eye match. Everything has been like super real, right? Like, oh, he's trying to blind Rey Mysterio. It's like they're really trying to hurt each other. So to keep that momentum going, you got to beat the crap out of Dominic. You know? I mean, you can't. I guess you can't pull back on the story. You got to right. keep feeding yeah. it. I, I to- what do you I, think? I to- totally, totally, totally agree with Big Ali. Um, and I think if you go back to the couple weeks prior when Dominic was getting his licks in or Murphy and Oh, Rollins, he was stiff. Dude, he was, Dominic was straight <laughs> stiff in him. I mean, yeah. it was like, it was like this is a guy th- who's brand new to the business, basically. You know, I mean, yeah, he's been around it his whole life because of Ray. But he's being in it, you know, uh, he, I think part of that was um, retribution, for, uh, <laughs> for, retribution for Seth and uh, Murphy. Like, just, they were just like, all right, kid, you know what? You got your shots in. Here, let let's let's show you how it's really done. So uh. I just say, man, I and I guess I'm partial to this because when I got into this business, I went to referee uh, some kind of six man match in Pennsylvania, and uh, one of the workers had a Singapore cane in his hand or whatever, and said to me, "It's like you ever taken a cane shot before?" And before I could even figure out the sentence that he said, right in the head, like legit, right in my head, like stiff as shit. Didn't hurt, didn't you know, didn't bleed or anything, but I'm like. Damn, that hurts. Like, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Now, but, and Dominic got whipped to shit. Now, I, I guess I got in a different opinion because I'm on the other side of the guardrail. I like the realism, but, I mean, I was even cringing at it. Like, this was this was real. Like, real too real. Yeah. And this is a storyline for professional wrestling. So, that's not, I mean, that's not necessarily professional wrestling. I get what the part of it is because, I mean, I saw the Singapore, uh, the Sandman whip Tommy Dreamer like 10 times legit but he was preparing for it like Tommy was like thank you sir may I give another and he was feeding his back the whole time this was front back nipples everything arms like ridiculous I mean but look at I mean look at the freaking rocking mankind match where rock those headshots well, to Mick Foley. Like that was something else hands behind his back you know what I'm saying I mean so this isn't the first time no you know but that was that, a major yeah. pay-per-view championship sure. yes. match yeah. this was a Storyline to lead into a match at SummerSlam. This wasn't even the match. Yeah. I think it also helps build more legitimacy for Dominic, for people that might be questioning, I you know, agree. is he really a wrestler? You know what I'm saying? For him to get in there and take a beating like this, you know, it's like, oh, oh, this guy's got, you know, he's got it. All right. So uh, look, where does this go? So hopefully off air. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea who's going to win this match. Just, just like, just the way they built it, like it could go either way to me. And it would make sense story-wise, you know, if, if Seth wins or if Dominic wins. For me, though, like, I, I'm impressed that Seth Rollins was the one to say, hey, I'll take Dominic, you know, let me let him get in the ring with me. Because is there really anybody better that you'd feel better with having your son, like, for Ray, going in the ring, you know, for his first time, especially on a big show or right. anything? You know, it's like, I mean, Seth is one of the best in the <clears> world, <throat> without question, so... I, th- I think it's it's awesome from that aspect and all. And as far as the story goes, it's, it's been fun. I mean, it's... I like the story. You know, I'm not I'm not fronting. And this is a street fight, so it's not like he's got to get in there and go hold for hold. Right. None of the storyline talks about... 
this is another one. If I see a damn side headlock in this freaking match or a collar and elbow oh, tie-up. It's going to collar and elbow tie-up. I'm, I'm losing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't help it. This needs to be a fight all the way through. <laughs> do you think, who do you think is going to win, Big Ugly? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Seth on this. I, I don't I don't see him losing to Dominic. Yeah. Especially in his but maybe match. But maybe Seth is due for the loss, right? He beat Ray. A couple times. A couple times, right? So maybe it's, it's, it's time for, you know what? Let's hope it's Dominic so this can be, I'm going with Dominic. So this can be over. Yeah. It's not over. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the tradition of you'll never see it coming, I just love armchair booking. Um, I think this happens one of two ways. Seth really takes it to Dominic again, and um, Seth wins. Or, somehow, they allow Dominic to get over but not completely over like where Seth doesn't look any worse like because this is a street fight so anybody can get involved Rey Mysterio Murphy whatever the case may be um so Dominic wins with help but either way I see Seth becoming a member of uh, uh Dominic becoming a member of Seth's group I I, I can see that too um, I think that could happen because great way to get him involved yeah like this is his initiation not to the WWE but into being a prophet or whatever you want to call it. Um, just him proving himself to say, I'm ready to do this. And then, just like you said, what better, um, you know, what better heater to have to get into the business of Seth? That means he stays with Seth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I think Seth could use somebody else. I think Murphy's just not enough. Which is what we talked about, you know, yeah. when he had three or four in the group. It makes yeah, sense. It makes sense. He needs more people needs more in people, this group. Yeah. Then he'll build another two and have six. So then you'll have six in this group, six in retribution, uh. six in the hurt business, and then you'll have factions with more people in it. Oh boy! I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind more. I like factions. Factions are good. Factions are cool. But yeah. when when Seth Rollins has one puppy dog follower, I don't I don't believe it. Yeah. I need more, and I think this is a way to get Dominic and and not Ray, just Dominic, because Ray's. This is this is Ray's way of helping Dominic in, but I think because you know, but he's gonna do what I'm saying. So with all that said, he's gonna take the Mysterio out of it and he's just gonna be called Dominic. So just like Murphy's called Murphy. So with all that said, Rollins wins in just a basic old-fashioned wrestling match in like you know five minutes and nothing happens at the end. In we a street all, fight. Right in a street fight. So and we go back. To that the, starts the, with a collar and elbow and then we just go back to the yeah. same story. So that, that, that's what will happen because it's WWE. And we'll never see it coming. You'll never see. You'll never see it coming <laughs> because it's been so violent up until this point. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about a couple more matches, and then we're going to take it home with our Hall of Fame segment. So I left these two, actually three. I'm sorry. So Sasha Banks is fighting twice. Because she has gained two championship matches against two different women on two different brands. So, Asuka is facing Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. And Asuka is also separately facing Bayley yeah. for Which the SmackDown. You meant to say Asuka's fighting too. Asuka's fighting, I'm sorry. Yeah. Asuka's fighting twice. Yeah. Asuka is fighting Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship on Raw. And Asuka is fighting Bayley for the SmackDown Championship. So... I don't know if you guys have seen any of the build-up to all this, but uh, Sasha and Bailey have been dominant heels. Uh, they've got the tag belts, the women's tag belts. 
But apparently Vince McMahon is, like, all over Bailey. Like, he loves what Bailey's doing. And uh, I don't know about Sasha, because she's had heat before. But Asuka's got two major championship matches. I think she wins one, loses the other. Okay. Which, I guess it doesn't matter which one. I think she'll likely... If Vince is on Bailey, I say Bailey keeps... Beats, she beats she, Sasha then. Yeah. I think okay. probably she beats Sasha. Uh, Sasha helps Bailey retain or something like that. Okay. I think Sasha and Bailey cost one or the other the title. However, I agree. Asuka's going to win win one and lose the other one. But whichever one she wins, the tag team partner for whoever that is will cost them. Because they've already started teasing that whole breakup. For, they've I mean, been teasing I know, it for years. But this is the opportunity now to like actually start to follow through on it, you know, and really start to do it well since you have them both wrestling on the same night against the same person. Right. In different matches. Like and this is a wait, is there a woman's money in a bank winner right now? No, because uh, it was, it was uh Oscar, but then Becky Lynch gave up the t- it was yeah. ended up being for the title. That's what it was. Thing. Yeah, never mind. Thank you. So Ah oh, Otis comes in shit. and steals it because you'll never see it coming. And wins one of the women's titles. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that past. That would be awesome. Actually, I don't want to see that. That's our truth move right there. Sorry, that's, yeah. That is. <laughs> and that's, speaking of the twenty-seven-four title, whatever it is, the I ninety-five. I love that concept, but they're they're burying it, and it's terrible. So, I I want to see more of that. But anyway, not less ninjas, more twenty-four-seven. Okay, here's what I see. There's two ways this could happen. Oscar could win both championships. That's what they're building Asuka to do is win both titles and, and be Asuka two belts whatever the case may be that probably won't happen she's got to win at least one of them like, I, like I'm agreeing with you guys I don't know which one but if one turns on the other because they've been such Sasha and Bailey have been such good friends up at this point because they were teasing the split then they kind of let it go and they became tag team champions again and really close so at this point that would be you'll never see it coming because one's going to turn on the other. And if if Vince is all over Bailey, then it's going to be Bailey turning on Sasha. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see I don't see Bailey going face anytime soon. Mm-hmm. No. I can see Sasha going back face easy. Um, so, I, you know, I guess that's the way. Bailey keeps her title. Sasha loses her title. Bailey costs Sasha the title. So. Oh, I mean, the only other way it could happen is Oscar wins both titles because she can't lose both matches. No, there's no point to having her wrestle twice in two championship matches to lose them both. If that happens, I think that buries Oscar a little bit. Mm. Uh, Definitely, without a doubt. I don't care if it's a a bullshit finish or whatever. You can't have her lose twice. Yeah. No, and she's been one of the stars in this. Uh, yeah. no fans era. She's so. taken over when, where Becky Lynch, you know, kind of left it, left it right. the hole there. So she's been doing great. All right, so that'll be interesting to watch. Go ahead. I'm sorry, just real quick. Speaking of the women, you know what's been nice? No Charlotte Flair. <laughs> anyway. I've not missed her. She's yeah, hurt. I've not missed her. I just thought about her for the first yeah. time in, like, weeks. So. Well, we haven't had anything to talk about her for, so, you know. It's been lovely. So that's that's what they do. And um, Charlotte's doing her thing. I, I was just in Charlotte, North Carolina. I may have point out. Not I'd rather be in Charlotte. Um, just in the airport, though, but I did buy a magnet. And I did woo, so that's pretty cool. And I did buy the one that said the Queen City. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> one more match. Oh, no. Two more matches. Sorry. Really? I keep my mind. So. Are you sure? This we're wrapping and we're going to go. We're going to go. Let's talk about The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. 
Uh, finally, him challenging for the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Um, there's no other way out of this except the Fiend winning. I, uh, I hope the Fiend wins. You know, there's no other way out. And I, I was a Braun fan. But I Braun was. is like heel now, right? He's like... It looks like he's, he's turning heel he's because turning Alexa Bliss is the uh, the character of the uh, sister Abigail or whatever it is. Or at least that's what they're making it out to be. Right. Braun Strowman press slammed the shit out of her, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, okay. So then that makes the Fiend... But he's not a fake... Whatever. No. Fiend can I don't know. Unless yeah. they, they're doing a double switch here where Braun goes heel and the Fiend goes face. That because the Fiend's over. Sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. Because the Fiend does heel stuff. He's yeah, not. He, it's not an anti. Right. He thing. just is a heel. Yeah. yeah. So two ways I see this happening. Um, you know, the Fiend does win the title, and they do the double switch, double swerve, or you'll never see it coming. This would be where, um, theoretically, we would see a some kind of run in. I don't know necessarily from Lesnar or whomever, but I'm just kind of saying this and some other way to build some other story for later on. Because this story's got to be over. There's nowhere this can go. It's been Bray Wyatt and, you know, all the different Bray Wyatts, and now it's The Fiend. So it can't go anywhere. But if The Fiend doesn't win the title, I don't know. Doesn't make Then then the whole storyline makes no yeah. sense. I mean, Fiend has lost before, so it's not like that's uncharted territory. But he lost to Goldberg. Eh. <laughs> eh. Sorry. I'm, I, just, I don't like that. You're right. But I don't see him losing this match. Um... One more. This is actually very intriguing. Uh, Randy Orton challenging for the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. This should be the main event. And this should be excellent. And I would love... Actually, I would be okay with either way. Um, I'm okay with... The way they've been building it, Randy Orton is set to win the title. But if Drew wins it, that just means it's more credibility for him as champion. Big Ugly, what do you think? Yeah, I've been enjoying this uh, storyline. I love Randy Orton as a heel. Hey, Ben. He's always good. Um, when they give him something to yeah, do. When they give him something, yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think, yeah, I see him winning the belt. Fourteen times. What do you think, uh, Sam? Yeah, I think I think Orton gets one last run in the sun and uh, and holds on to it for a while, maybe sets up a rematch with Edge at WrestleMania in front of the crowd maybe this year um, as a champion. But, uh yeah, I'm good either way. Whoever wins, it, we're all the better for it. Doesn't yeah. matter. So, um, but here's okay. where Brock Lesnar could interfere, because Drew beat Brock at WrestleMania, and Brock went away. Brock never got retribution. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Drew wouldn't, wouldn't see it coming. And, and Drew would not see it coming, and, and that's it wasn't a SummerSlam a couple years ago when uh, Brock opened up uh, Orton. That's with, right uh, with the real elbows. Absolutely right. So, so. Uh, this is where that I, I would not like to see that be a bullshit finish because I think that's the most credibility to the actual championship that we have on this to, on this show. So I, I I see it going either way. It could be an interference thing, but I don't think it's going to make either one of them look worse. But I do. I'm okay with it either way. All right. So we've been talking for a while, and we appreciate the Dirty Ugly uh, podcast listeners on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and everywhere else you can find us. Big Ugly, let's take it home. With our Hall of Fame right. segment. So we're only going to spend a few minutes on this Hall of Fame segment. Rapid so this time, fire. This time I said that I was going to do like more <clears throat> newer stars, superstars. Okay. I had these two at the top, and I don't remember if we did these last time or I just forgot to delete them. All right, first guy, Psycho Sid. Yes. Sid Vicious. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree too. So. 100%. All right, Sid goes in. Okay, Scott Steiner. Hmm. As part of the Steiner brothers, not not by himself. Not by himself, really. Big Papa Pump? No. 
WCW? Big Pop. I'm 50-50 on that. Uh, I, I agree with you. He would go in as a tag team, but I, I think he could go in on his own. Uh, but I, I do agree that the Steiner brothers need to go in. Both of them. Right. Together. All right, here we go. Some newer ones. Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Will he go Not in? yet. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. So... I, and, and mind you, these new guys, uh, like I mean, Bobby Lashley's not new, but mind you, I'm just, I'm just, we're predicting if you think yeah, they yeah, will yeah, go yeah. in yeah. based off of like, based off of what we know no, right now, yeah, I'm he, gonna say no. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Not yet. That's why I said not, not yet. yet. It's potential. Okay. Drew McIntyre, the champion. What do we see? I'm gonna say not yet as well. I think there's potential for him, but I think he just came into his own, so I don't think he's earned that status But yet. do you think he'll have the career, like trajectory? Like looking at what they've done, thinking about the future, do you think they'll have a Hall of Fame career? I hope so, because he can do it. Okay. I, I think he's got potential there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I'm like, I'm, I'm just on the fence with him, but if he can, if they can get fans back in to see how his run as a champion is actually truly going... I think, yeah, I think it's the stars for him. I and if they still have him as champion when fans come back in and not just bail on him, you know, so I think he's got potential to get there. Okay. All right, so here we go. Here's a guy. Trajectory-wise, Elias, do we think one day, do we think he I has... miss Elias because we haven't seen him in a while. But uh, not yet. Uh, I think he's more of a mid-card. Uh, and I mean, more mid- of a, mid-carders make it into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like the Brooklyn Brawler, yeah, but uh, he's he's a great talk man, he, right? He's a great gimmick. I just don't know that Razor Ramon was a mid carder. Yeah. He, he's going to have to have some more championships. He, he needs more time, yeah. but uh, you know, if he goes on the run that he's been on for the next ten years, then yeah, but not yet. Okay, Baron Corbin is this a is this a one day Hall of, Hall of Famer? Baron Corbin, let's, I you know, let's take the run he has now. Baron Corbin keeps it up for the next I, I ten th- years. I think so, man. I think he's one of the best heels that they've had in yeah. a long time. I think and, he's got an impact on the business, man. And, and he gets such a bad rap from everybody because everybody just feels he's boring because he got pushed down our throats so much. But yeah. I, I think he he's does adapted his, he does his job. so well. So he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I got to say, All right. yeah. All right, Sasha Banks, future Hall of Famer? Yeah. 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 Naomi, future Hall of Famer? Ooh. I, I'm, I'm gonna say yeah. Naomi, yeah, I definitely say Naomi. Yeah, I was going gonna there. say I, I can yeah. see her being there. And I see the Usos too. If you want to ask that question, as a tag team, I think they could go in. As so well. there are certain people I didn't bother asking because I knew they're going in. Usos is you know okay. we know they're going in. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns one day is going in. Yeah. You know we right. know Charlotte yeah. Flair is going to go in. Woo! Yeah, yeah, we know so. So these are people that I I felt like are on offense. You know. Yeah, I feel you. All right, Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. Really, the <laughs> <No>. love. <laughs> I love Zack Ryder too, but I no. love yeah. it. And I was in Dallas when huh? he won his Intercontinental title in the WrestleMania, but no. Yeah. I mean, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is in. You don't think Zack Ryder would ever go in? That's a, a different. It was a different time. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, mid carters with like these big personalities or big characters, not personalities, big characters and all. Like they were over in a different way than like yeah. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Ryder had to work to get himself over, which was great. But yeah. He was never really. He never had the machine behind him. Yeah, he gotcha. never really got the push. So. Okay. I love the internet thing he did though. He got himself over and put himself in the main event storylines right, for a little yeah, while. Yeah, so yeah. he did that though. All right, Apollo Crews. We've been talking about. <laughs> oh, at this rate, no. Not no, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally agree. No. I, I don't think at this rate, no. He would not yeah, be I'm with the, the personality thing, man. It's, it's just, it's just not just, there. It's a, yeah. yeah. Nope. It's a shame. All right, Samoa Joe. 
Yes. Yes. Preacher Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. AJ Lee. Hmm. Wow. I I would say I would say yes. And I mean, she's retired now, so you know she could technically go in now. So based off her career. Yeah, based off her career, because I mean, who knows how she yeah. actually gets along with WWE, seeing right. as her husband I'm doesn't. But I'm on a fence about her. I think I think it, there's a case to make her to go in, but I can also see the case to keep her out. Yeah, I I see that. Like I mean, she was the top woman that I know, during her time. That, that's what like, get, she had the like. I think she had the thumbprint just enough on the business where I could make the case where yeah. I'd be okay with it. But I can see why like it would they would take it forever to put her in. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it could yeah. take a while. Yeah. yeah, and then by the time that people would consider put her in, would people remember? That's right. what I'm thinking. Page. Yes. Hundred percent. I, I don't think so. Really? I I don't I and, I, and it's unfortunate because I think, I think Page is going in. I think injury keeps her from going in because her career wasn't long enough to me. I think I, I think was, she made a big enough impact. I, like yeah. her her personality was so big, and she's. Come across. She was the yeah. first anti diva, and she opened the door for uh, some of these other characters to come in. Yeah, I get it. I I just don't know. I, uh, I mean, she got a movie made about her. Isn't she that did. Enough? Like, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I right, she got her, she got a movie made about her. She's been a star of Total Divas. That, that's her Hall of Fame, though. It's like getting the movie. I, I think, think she would get in though. I, I, th- think, I, I think. I think. Yeah. All right. And, think, and she's and she's done. She did the uh, what was the Fox thing they were doing. Uh, she was on that backstage. Backstage. Yeah. She also did the tough enough when that came around too. So, right. I mean, she's got it. She's gotten involved in a lot. Yeah. And she's trained a lot. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Rusev, out of the WWE now, potentially come back in the oh. future. But based off of what we've known from Rusev and trajectory, like, what do we think? I think he falls in the same category as like some of these other Russian characters that have come in and gone out. Vladimir Kozlov and like Nikolai Volkov has gone in. Yeah. Ivan Koloff has gone in. I don't. I don't know. I think Rusev made a big impact, man. I, 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 I agree. I think, I think you know with the Russian thing, he he got over pretty quickly. Had the big feud with Cena, and even after the Russian gimmick, he got know, himself over. Just a yeah. Bulgarian brute. Well, see, and there you go. Like it's an audible where I kind of feel like he got himself over. It wasn't. He didn't have WWE the office behind him getting him over. So. I don't, I don't know. Like, that's with the same character as Zack Ryder. Like, it's right. kind of... That's what I mean. The, the, the machine didn't get behind him enough. I, I, I don't but know I could, that... Yeah, I don't know that... If he I could, love if Rusev, he, though. If he could come back to WWE and have a sustained run again and, and get over and all that, maybe. But I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of borderline. Right. I'd say... Yeah, I'd say Rusev... I'd say he goes in. I would, I would like to see it, but... Uh, I don't know. All right. Last person for the night, Cody Rhodes. Yes. Now... WWE Hall of Fame? I don't know. That, and that's what I'm talking about. But WWE Hall of Fame. I would love to... Where he is in the, in his life and profession now, he won't. But I can see a case for him going in. Same thing I can see Chris Jericho going in. I mean, we know Chris Jericho's but, going to go in. But to see the same thing with it, because he had some ties with the WWE that have been ruffled. But people, other people have had ruffled ties that have come back and done it. You know what I mean? Oh, Jericho? No, I'm just talking about in general. Oh, Cody Rose. Okay. Well, Cody, yeah, like there was like a lot of family history there, but a lot of lot of heat because he didn't get used the right way. Cody get Cody goes in. I think Dustin goes in too. Gold Dust. I think we might have even mentioned him. Yeah, we we talked about it. Yeah, we don't go in. I think all the roads end up in, well, except for Brandy, but all the 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 male roads end up in the uh, Hall of Fame. So. I, I would love to. I, I think he does. Like, without a doubt, he needs to go in. But I think he would go in 
as part of the Rhodes family. Like the, you know what I mean? I don't think he would go in by himself just at this point in his life and his career with what he's doing with AEW because it's a competitor. Okay. So, but I, I love Cody, really do. Cool. So that's it. So that's, that's yeah. it. Next time I'll bring more. And we're going to talk about Hall of Fame matches next time. We're going to throw that out to Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason is going to send us a couple of matches. Um, like, you know, if we talk about matches that belong in the Hall of Fame, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3, things like that. I just so, want to say I'm, I'm, I'm in 2002 right now, and the Goldust Booker T stuff was just freaking good. That's gold, man. man. Oh Gosh, man. That stuff was good. That's all gold. And yeah. in the ring, behind the scenes, whatever you want to call it. And that was just, I don't know whose idea that was, but it, it came up and yeah. it, they just ran with it. Yeah. Beautiful. So, we've been talking to you for a while. We appreciate you. Episode 85. Big Ugly, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. I got an early early morning, 4 o'clock. So. 4 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, you got a couple hours. Woo, Bruce Pritchard hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, CM Funk, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you as always. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the beer. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure. So we're going to come back to you uh, sometime in the September. We're going to talk about what happened at SummerSlam and all these pay-per-views that happened in between. And then uh, see what's going on with the Thunderdome. And we hope you have a nice, was it Labor Day coming up? Yeah, I believe so. It was Memorial Day was the other one. Uh, you know, safe, stay social distance, wear your masks, don't do anything stupid. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you. And uh, once again, a shout-out to the Dark Horses. I'm going to tag you all on this, and uh, we're going to get back to some professional wrestling very soon. Thank you very much from the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And we out.